Blog Talk Radio. This is Patty Holstrand, and this is KWAD Radio, and we're on live, and we're going to be speaking to Alan the Meese. I sure hope I got his name right. I'm sure he'll let me know if I didn't. And Alan is a prop designer for costuming and cosplay, of course, and he's got his start with Star, Trek, with, uh, Star Wars gear. Which, of course, is something that we all like. Sci-fi armor. Love sci-fi armor. He's won awards and accolades for his ability to bring artistic concepts and renderings to life as wearable costumes and displayable props. His most famous costume, the Samurai Boba Fett, is a showstopper and even took the prize at Star Wars Celebration, the largest Star Wars convention in the U.S., He's been working for uh, other companies, and now he just started his own business. And he lives right here in Phoenix, Arizona. Without further ado, we've got uh, a couple of things we need to talk about real fast before we see we talk, talking to Alan. We've got something coming up this weekend, of course, is the Wild, Wild West Punk Convention. I will be out on Saturday doing interviews. Say hi to me. Be sure you pictures as well for the WAD newspaper. Uh, Trevor J will be out at the Boy Scout Jamboree this weekend on Saturday. <clears throat> we also have another show on the 18th and 20th. On the 18th, just put. Uh, I have to get more information before I tell you about that one. Uh, on the 20th, it's going to be Michael Scott, he's the author. And on Friday the 14th, we will be out at Leprechaun Night over at Mesa Second Friday. It's also cosplay night, so come on out in your costumes, and for anyone who comes in a green leprechaun outfit, I'll give you a special prize. Uh, Tucson Festival of Books. Of course, our biggest news for books this this month would be Tucson Festival of Books, and that's 15th and 16th. Hope to see you out there. I plan on doing wandering around, talking to people. And on Saturday night, called Classic Movie Legend. You can find that information on Cult Classic. Uh, it's also on Facebook. You guys can find that anywhere. Cult Classic. He's, he's awesome about getting that information out. Hey, Victor. Without further ado, let's talk to Mike. Did I get back here? <laughs> Hey, Mike. Are you there? <coughs> or Alan? Alan. 
I'm here. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Patty? Good. I introduced you, let everybody know what cool stuff you've been up to. It was a couple months when you told a month ago when you said um, I found out that you were going out on your own. Yeah, that was a uh, interesting uh, idea to go ahead and start doing this full time instead of uh, pretty much spinning my wheels, just doing it, you know, on the weekends or on my off hours. So it's so, been, uh, well, so how's it going? It's actually going pretty good. I've got uh, a good list of commissions going on, building some costumes for people, and uh, keeping my days busy. I've got several costumes that are coming out in the works. I'm doing, uh, I just got done, uh, what was it, uh, about a month ago with the Dragon Age uh, Inquisitor helmet that I did a co-build with uh, Sarah from Red Nebula Studios. And so that's been... Getting us a lot of notice lately. We've awesome. even had uh, the Dragon Age uh, creative team <clears throat> not only uh, acknowledge it and tell us that they love their, our helmet, but they also uh, put it up there as uh, what was it, uh, Fan Friday up on their uh, Facebook page. So we were wow. really excited about that. That's a pretty intense helmet. It was a fun build. It was, uh, I think, uh, the second helmet I have built outside of uh, my comfort zone, which was Star Wars. So I was very happy to start something like that that would get me out of uh, doing something I'm normally doing, which is mostly Star Wars stuff. But now I've been breaking out into all kinds of uh, fun genres, so it's been really, really fun. Now, is this the one uh, that looks apocalyptic? Is that the right one? Uh, no, this one is uh, one that looks medieval. Ah, okay. Okay. I was trying to figure out which one's which. I'll you a here. picture of that one. Yeah, it's from the video game Dragon Age uh, Inquisition. Ah. And that should hopefully wow. be out yeah. in the fall, I believe, is when it's uh, slated to come out. Tell us about this uh, helmet that you made, the samurai, samurai oh, one. Samurai Boba Fett? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> one, actually, uh, I built that one, I think, about three years ago, three or four years ago. And uh, I met an artist over at a, a video game convention. It was called Devastation Con. It was uh, basically it was uh, uh, what it is. It's a video game uh, a convention that uh, was started, mm-hmm. and unfortunately is not a convention anymore. But uh, I met an artist there by the name of Clinton Felker, and he was a huge fan of Star Wars like me. And he was also a fan of uh, Japanese culture and samurai. So a lot of his work was uh, like Star Wars characters, like anywhere from Boba Fett to Stormtroopers to Vader to the Emperor, all stylized in different uh, samurai forms. And I met him and his uh, partner in crime, Joe Luis Manning, and I talked to them for a little bit, and I wanted to tell them I was going to, I wanted to build it. And about, what was it, about, it took me about six months on my off hours to build out of my apartment 
uh, they lived in at the time and yeah. brought it out to uh, it's actually first unveiling was at a baseball game uh, right before Phoenix Comic Con in I think 2011 yeah about 2011 I believe it was the year it was uh, the Dodgers and the uh, Diamondbacks game <laughs> and uh, my then girlfriend, now fiance, Annabelle Martinez, uh, had uh, been contacted by their, I think one of their promotional people, wanting to get cosplayers out for that night because they wanted to do a Phoenix Comic Con style of a uh, event, or uh-huh. not only with it, you know, it help uh, businesses downtown basically, and I love doing stuff like that, and. So she got a nice little list of uh, costumers together, and she got me out there, and that was actually its first premiere was uh, that baseball game. So we had a blast at that. And ever since, it's been going nuts with that costume. It went viral online because uh, Clinton had released his uh, artwork. Uh, I think that artwork was probably a little less than a year old at that time, maybe a little bit younger than that. I don't know how old it was when uh, I first saw it, but it had already gone viral online, and so my costume just followed in that whole week, so it went viral. It got on certain uh, geek websites like io9, Geek Tyrant, uh, it went nuts on Facebook, it went all over the place, so yeah, that costume was very, very good to me, I've been enjoying it ever since. But yeah, I've taken it to every convention. It's uh, been the San Diego Comic Con, Star Wars Celebration Six over in Florida, uh, Phoenix Comic Con, Albuquerque Comic Expo. Uh, it'll be at. I'll be wearing it over at Emerald City Comic Con later on this month. Huh. So yeah, it's it's been a fun costume. Yeah. I I saw your Etsy uh, shop. And I'll just so everybody knows, uh, I included Alan's uh, Facebook page and his Etsy shop on uh, the chat section down below the show information. So if you scroll down on oh, the page, you. you'll, you'll see that you just click on it. It's clickable. It goes direct to the page. That's, that's okay. It's what I do. <laughs> anyway, I was looking at your Etsy, and you have the Dragon Age Inquisition helmet. And this is a kit. In other words, they can they can color it themselves. Yeah, I sell it in a couple different forms. I sell it as a kit form, which basically comes as a raw pull out of the mold, and I do a little bit of cleanup on it and make sure everything fits together properly, and then uh, yeah, I send it off to them, and they can paint it as they uh, as they want because not everybody wants you know its normal style. Some people will paint it whichever way they want to. So I give them that option, or I can do complete uh, a completed one, which I've done. I'm working on my second completed one. Actually, no, my third one. I've got the first poll, which was actually uh, for Annabelle. So I did one up completely for her that she now that we have sitting on our shelf. And once we find out what all the Dragon Age armor is for the Inquisitor, once uh, they release it, we'll be able to build the armor to match it as well. But yeah, I'm working on uh, a finished one to be sent off to a lady in uh, Mexico. Then I'm doing another kit for another gentleman that uh, just purchased one. And so I'll be sending those off here uh, relatively soon. 
Very cool. I'm looking at all the pieces. So yeah, Chicago screws. Are those like different than regular screws? Oh, they kind of are. They're basically they're. It's just kind of a brand name, I think. Uh, they're basically called screw post. It's just uh, it's easier to use those to uh, bolt the uh, the cheek wings onto the helmet. It was just an easier method that I came up with. Huh. And so, how did you how do you work with those molds? Uh, well, with that particular one, it was. Uh, I scratch build a lot, which basically means I don't do a lot of sculpting out of clay because I'm still very, very new at it, so I'm not as quick at it as I would like to be. So I take, uh, like with that particular helmet, I base it off of a construction hard hat and use that as the base, and I oh, would okay. uh, take off pieces here and there, and I would add on pieces, like uh, for anything like the... Uh, the mohawk that's on there, that's all the dragon scales and the spikes yeah. on it, and uh-huh. the uh, side scales and the little uh, dragon head that's on the, uh, <laughs> uh, cr- as the crest of the helmet. That was actually sculpted by Sarah from Red Nebula Studios. Wow. Annabelle had gotten her and I together, and her knowing that my sculpting skills are just not where I want them to be. And we wanted to get this out relatively soon. Uh, I partnered up with her. She sculpted all the detail pieces while I uh, assembled everything. I did. Uh, I scratch built the cheeks that looked like dragon wings. Assembled everything. Got everything all uh, nice and smooth and ready for the molding process. Which it it takes uh, five molds to make this helmet. Wow. And we molded it over the course of three days. It's just a pretty intense mold to build because this was actually <laughs> the first uh, full helmet mold I've ever made. Everything I've ever built, I've just completely scratch built and used it as such. Uh, this was the first one that I wanted to offer up for sale so everybody else could, you know, can uh, have a helmet as well to and then not only celebrate the video game but also uh, accentuate their costumes. Well, I see that you've got Borderlands, too. So do you do yeah. a lot of gaming stuff? Uh, I do because, uh, well, I love video games. Uh, <laughs> uh, my okay. fiance Annabelle, got me mostly back into video games to playing more RPGs. But this one actually came about because uh, I was contacted by uh, Paul DeNegros from uh, the UAT digital video team. And they were doing, one of their students were doing a Borderlands fan film called Change of Heart. And hmm. they had commissioned me to make the Psycho Mask for that. And so I had, uh, this was actually my first clay sculpt, which took me forever to do, a lot longer than I care to admit. But yeah, I sculpted that one, molded it, and casted it. Uh, made two for them that was featured in their uh, fan film, which hopefully will be uh, finished shortly. And I've sold a few kits here and there to other people, and I've got my own personal one hanging on my wall. And then I do variations thereof with different paint jobs. And uh, if somebody wants it to look a little different than normal, I can do that as well. Hmm. So I'm looking at some of your uh, apparently doing doing other like uh, Fallout, Pit Boy yeah, 3000 uh, casting. Yeah, the pull, uh, fall-up put-boy uh, casting. 
Uh, I do what a lot of pop other builders have done, and I'm not the first one to do this. There's probably about a dozen of them also out there. They've uh, When Fallout 3 came out with its survival edition, it was this huge package, and it was actually pretty cool, from, uh, stuff I've seen, but it's hugely expensive. And they had a clock that was the Pip-Boy 3000 fashioned into a clock so you can have it on your nightstand. It was a little alarm clock everybody could use. Well, everybody wants a Fallout and wants a Pip-Boy 3000 for their cosplays. I use it on my uh, NCR Ranger from the video game that I built. And so I got a hold of the clock through a buddy of mine and uh, we made a deal where I made uh, I got, uh, I got made the mold for it and I did some castings off it and I gave him some castings for him so he could do with what he wanted to. And I've been selling them on my shop and also... Oh, whoever contacts me and wants one. Yeah, but I've got my own personal one I made straight out of my own molds, and I love it to death. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan of post-apocalyptic uh, themes, movies, video games, so, you know, anything from, like, the Fallout <laughs> series to Borderlands to uh, Metro Last Lights or, uh, you know, the impending uh, Mad Max video game that's coming up that oh, okay. I'm really, really yeah. curious about. Well, yeah, it's I'd, interesting. Interesting, you're making something brand new look old. Because I was looking at your yeah, picture. <laughs> I'm I've become very uh, quite good at that. I I have been doing uh, acrylic painting and oil painting and drawing and watercoloring since I was a kid, and so I already had a painting background. So I already understood, you know, anywhere from acrylics to enamels and been building models since I was a kid. So. I already knew what to do coming in when I started doing all this. I pretty much already had a good background on how to paint things. And I've fine-tuned my skills to where I can make something look very, very rusted, very rustic, or I can make it look brand new and shiny with a, a nice clear coat and where it has a mirror finish to it. But I definitely love the uh, destroyed look. Hmm. I have somebody on Facebook. I have somebody on Facebook who asked a question. Yeah. Uh, what is the limit of the size prop that you should you think of cosplayers should bring to a con? Apparently, last year the PCC some guy had a gun from Halo that measured over ten feet in length. <laughs> you aware of that one? Uh, I did not see that, that one. I I personally have a uh, sniper rifle I built for my NCR Ranger that's uh, six and a half feet tall. And I also have a uh, a double-bladed uh, vibro staff from the Star Wars universe that measures at seven and a half feet tall. And, you know, as long as it can fit in the hall, you don't whack people with it like I unfortunately did with my stuff. Uh, bring it. <laughs> I tell you, I love seeing that stuff. I had a friend of mine. Uh, are you familiar with what an X-wing fighter looks like from the Star Wars universe? Oh you know, yeah, from the movies. Oh, you know the yeah. side laser cannons are on the actual ship. He built yes. one of those to carry around oh, as wow. a gun. And it was <laughs> huge. The thing had to be at least 15 feet long. And wow. uh, sometimes when you make that stuff, it's 
it's way fun because it's just completely outrageous. And I know with inside the Halo universe, some of their uh, weapons are huge. I know that with uh, ah my you have to excuse my Halo newness. I've only played a couple of the Halo games, but I know that some of the weapons that the uh, bad guys use are yeah they're over seven feet long and immense. <laughs> Because the actual uh, characters, they stand, they stand like ten feet tall. So I don't really remember the name of the bad guys on there, and I'm going to catch a lot of flack for that one. Uh, okay. <laughs> so you you think that I mean you know? So here's a question. I mean, obviously you're the king. Okay, would they have actually did, made this kind of a gun outside of the gaming, uh, you know, arena? Mm-hmm. It's just something that could be retrofitted for real life. Uh, nothing like that can be retrofitted for real life. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people. I used to, I still do shoot guns, and my uh, father was a gunsmith and a gun dealer, so I've got a good working hand knowledge on what can be retrofitted and what can't. And usually fan-made props really can't be made into actual real firearms. It's Okay. It's pretty much impossible unless it's based <laughs> off of an actual real firearm, which I really don't recommend bringing those into a con. <laughs> no. You probably get, uh, you know, tackled by the security. Yeah, there was uh, <laughs> somebody who brought a real AK-47 into a San Diego Comic-Con several years uh. ago. And they were cosplaying and decided to bring that. and You know, not the best idea. No. So, yeah, no. I definitely, definitely uh, stay away from the realm of trying to retrofit things into uh, into real firearms. It's it's really not worth it because, really, what are you going to do with it? Right. You can't take it into a con. You can't take it out on you know on the streets for like events like you know, like you mentioned the Mesa Second Friday. Can't take it there. Can't really do anything with it. <laughs> so yeah, right. so why well, get it? You know, if you yeah. can't really can't really use it. It's kind of like, uh, you know, I always, always say, somebody says, oh, yes, but I get this motorcycle can, that can do, you know, 12 point something seconds and, and, you know, it can go 180 miles an hour. And I'm going, where? Where can you do 180 miles an hour here in town? And where can you do 180 miles an hour anywhere in the U.S.? Well, aside from the tracks, that's about it, legally. Anyway. Right, right. So, why, you know, why get something that can do that? Uh, why, is, why is that a big deal? Because you're never going to go 180 miles an hour. <laughs> well, sometimes it's also, I mean, with like uh, props and stuff, and sometimes it's also collecting and everything too. So yeah, true. most people sit there and they'll collect everything because it, it's like I do. I, I collect certain items as well, and they sit on my wall or they sit on a shelf, and that's pretty much uh, the extent of it. At that point. Oh, now, now see, that's a whole different subject. Let's talk about yeah. that. So you've got, you've got this huge, you know, 10-foot-long, you know, uh, gun from Halo. Uh, first of all, how do you even carry it in your car? And <laughs> <laughs> and then when most you get it actually make them, home, where you, most where people you make them to where they it. break them down. Okay. Okay. So, so there's ways to do that for something that big. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, most and people are, a lot of people I've talked to and, and have dealt with have been smart enough to think their stuff through to where they go, okay, I need to carry this and transport it, you know, not only two cons or in a car, in a very small car, because that's what usually most of us have. We have little compact <laughs> cars we decide to fit these huge costumes in. So we definitely have to think about compactability and how things break down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let everybody know right now that, uh, that the call-in number is 714-242-5145. If you've got a, a question, I don't have to you know, talk to Alan all by myself. I'm sure some of you more, know a whole lot more about this stuff than I do. But you know, uh, yeah, I, I'm just I'm just know enough to make me dangerous. So, <laughs> so you you've been working on your on your, you know, doing your stuff, and you've got uh, Etsy. How how is that doing for you? Because I know it's handmade stuff. Doing, yeah, the Etsy's actually doing uh, pretty good. Uh, I'm getting a few orders here and there, and it's uh, like with, any, with anything, it goes in spurts. I'll get orders oh, for, yeah. you know, three or five orders for a pit boy all at once, and I'm going, wow, that was cool, and then there'll be a little bit of silence, and then uh, there'll be, you know, another bulk orders coming through. Mm-hmm. Same thing happens to books, by the way, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing, and it's, yeah. uh, I I'm going to be putting some new items on there. And it just gives also me, too, is going, okay, maybe the item's stagnant. You know, I want to put some more stuff up there because, obviously, since this is uh, this is how I make my living, I need to definitely get some more stuff on there, which I'm also working on that as well. With Along with the commissions I'm doing, I'll be getting uh, some more items on there to help cosplayers out with their costuming needs or the uh, well, it's getting pretty close. bits and bobs. Now it's getting closer to Phoenix Comic Con, so I would think that your those commissions are probably what you're working on for that. Uh, actually, yeah, I've got two that uh, whose deadlines are for Phoenix Comic Con. I've got uh, uh, let's see here. I've got the Dragon Age. Uh, uh, I wish I could pronounce this correctly, but I can't because for some reason <laughs> it's the uh, Valkyrian. I don't know how to pronounce it correctly. Once again, I'll, I'm going to catch a lot of flack for that one. Uh, <laughs> it's basically the Dragonborn arm, and that's what mm-hmm. pretty much everybody knows it as. And that was approached by a lady uh, over at uh, what was it, Amazing Heroes of Comic-Con, and she saw how well I did the uh, Dragon Age helmet, so she wanted me to build her a female version of the Dragonborn armor. So I'm currently working oh. on that. Wow. Oh. Okay. Uh, I also had another uh, gentleman approach me, and he's having me make him uh, a set of armor from Game of Thrones, which I was pretty ecstatic about oh. because oh. I used to be huge into uh, Renaissance style of armor and fighting because I used to fight in the SCA back in the 90s. So I used to actually, you know, wear an armor and fight in <laughs> armor. And uh-huh. so it's. I've always wanted to do something like this. I just never had the actual chance to. And now that I've got two very cool people that come in and say, hey, I want you to build me this. I'm going, that's great. I'd be happy to do that. And <laughs> no problem doing it. Yeah, it's one thing to uh, do it in your spare time. 
because it doesn't cost you money. But it's another yeah. thing entirely when you get a commission that you can play with it and, and, and still spend, you know, obviously the same amount of time. Yeah, the, uh, when I was working a full-time job, I, my hours were pretty long on working because I would work 12 hour, 10 to 12-hour shifts. And so oh. when I took the occasional commission at that time, it would be at a, you know, a costume would be six or seven months. Now I'm able to actually complete those within even inside of a month. As long as I've got my schedules worked out properly, I can get, you know, a decent-sized costume pumped out with inside of a month and have no issues. So that's why I'm able to now, you know, have uh, decent deadlines if someone contacts me, you know, within... I prefer they contact me within, like, a six-month period and say, hey, I would like this costume for, you know, this con that's coming <laughs> up, you know, in yeah. half a year. Yeah. Can you do that? Because, you know, it's... My commissions will line up and they will fill up pretty quickly. And it's not only with uh, individual items, but it's also with costumes as well. So I try to keep everything in line to where I'm going, okay, you need this by this date. Phoenix Comic Con is coming up. San Diego Comic Con is coming up. But since, uh, yeah. uh, what is it? Exactly. Uh, Phoenix is the west in the West Coast, uh, at least closer to everybody here. That's going to be the major one than San Diego in uh, July. I've got uh, Emerald City Comic Con that Annabelle and I are hitting at the end of this month. So that's mm-hmm. going to be uh, pretty fun going up there and doing that. And, but yeah, pretty much uh, everything I've got right now, its due date is a little bit before Phoenix, uh, Phoenix Comic Con. Do you, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not sure, but have you seen any or done any uh, superheroes? And if not, do you think that that's a, you know the superhero stuff is kind of dissipating there? It's interest. Oh no, it's it. The interest in that is definitely not dissipating. It's only getting bigger and bigger because the more movies they make and the more video games they put out. I mean, obviously, <laughs> the comic books are a staple that always will be going on, and whether for graphic novels or individual monthly installments, uh, those will always be there. And now that the movies are hitting big with, like, the Avengers and Iron Man, you know, the new Spider-Man movie coming out, everything that Disney says they want to release pretty soon, it's still an interest. And most of the stuff I get approached to build, it's uh, some of the more hardcore uh, comic book uh, fans. I've got Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of commissions that are coming up uh, that I'm negotiating on uh, prices and what I can build and what I won't build and just stuff like that. It's coming up and it's all uh, comic book. It's all comic book based. So ah. yeah, I'm I'm very happy to do some superhero stuff. Whereas I can't do you know the spandex or the capes or anything like that. Right. Uh, right. There's certain things that I can do like you know utility belts. Uh, a lot of superheroes have different style of guns, different style of masks. So yeah, those are I've got coming up too, and I'll have. Some of that stuff I'll actually have up in my Etsy store, hopefully within a few months. Uh, once I uh, get to that commission, I'll have uh, I was, some X-Men style I was uh, utility belts up in my uh, Etsy oh. store, which I'm yeah, very excited yeah, about because that definitely work. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to actually build anything like that, and I've been wanting to, but since I don't wear uh, any of the superhero stuff because I prefer some more uh, sci-fi and post-apocalyptic type stuff. I just <laughs> haven't built anything right. like that. But now I'm going to get some commissions for those. Those will be really interesting. Uh, 
uh, do up and uh, have some of that stuff up in my Etsy store. I was looking at the Captain America uh, movie coming up. Oh, they just uh, do the uh, new trailer date. That uh, new uh, what was it? Two no, or three I have uh, Oh, it's intense. I love it. <laughs> I when I was a huge Captain America fan back in the '90s, and uh, when I first saw the the movie, they just the the first Captain America movie. I was a kid in a candy store again because they've got him on screen fighting just like he did in the comic books. I was going, "You guys did it right. This is really cool." And then with the new movie coming out, that's with the stuff I've seen from that, it's even cooler. So I'm I'm really ecstatic about that. I love that shield of his. Yeah, I've had a few friends that have uh, made that shield too. So I've been enjoying watching them uh, make some of the, uh, that stuff. And I got a buddy of mine who, uh, uh, Gus Matos or Matos, I do not know how to pronounce his last name. I'm sorry if I slaughter it, man. He dresses up as Captain America and uh, the superhero group down here. And uh, kids love him. He's a great guy. And, he goes out and his Captain America off, and he's got a couple of them. He's got the comic book style, he's got the movie style, and he goes out and uh, hangs out with the kids uh, at hospitals or whatever charity events they're doing. So that's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, that's uh, these guys who like to dress up as superheroes and in, in, in this wonderful thing because again, uh, I think the kids need a hero. And, yeah. uh, you know, other than, you know, uh, sports stars, which I, I don't consider to be really heroes, uh, I think the, the old-time uh, superheroes like Captain America, who, again, uh, had his morals in check and, and was, you know, he had that vision of, uh, of what being American was all about. Well, it's also what the kids grow up reading, too. I mean, the funny thing is I see a lot of parents geek out, too. Uh, <laughs> Just as yeah, much as the, yeah. as the kids do when they see, you know, Spider-Man. I see more of them geeking out. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I've seen plenty yeah. of them. And, I mean, it's fun to see, your, you know, your favorite comic book heroes come to life and, Oh, yeah. You know, it's one thing to see, you know, the toys of them, which are exciting, see them in the movies. But, you know, you got something in real life that, you know, that looks straight out of the comic book or the movie. That's that's just thrilling right there. <laughs> I love seeing that when the, when I've seen, I got a buddy of mine, uh, Trey Morta, dresses up as uh, Superman and Batman. And, watch, oh, and watching oh. him with the kids as even Superman is pretty thrilling because he's a, you know, he's an adult, he's a geek and, just loves the kids too, so it's that's fun to watch. Yeah, that's that's kind of handy when they just you know they dress up as superhero and they're cool people. Yeah, yeah. they like the kids. Yeah, that uh, gives Which the kids just, something to do. Yeah. Yeah, we're all just big kids anyway, so <laughs> that, just it, that just makes it even more fun. Now we just have an excuse to actually <laughs> do it and not, and not yeah. be shunned from the public eye. <laughs> Right, right. Oh, we're cosplaying, you know. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. You're still playing, but, you know, you now have well, a term for it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and a lot of us go out and do all the charity events. I mean, I've been out to uh, right. the Phoenix Children's right. Hospital with the local Star Wars groups and uh, done uh, tons of charity events <laughs> all, over, all over Phoenix and even Tucson. So yeah, it's 
Yeah, we go all over the place. It's not only us geeking out ourselves. I mean, it's getting uh, to do all the charity events are really fun, too. Yeah, and that's what makes it nice about doing that. You can actually do something with it and go out and help a you know, greater cause. Yeah, a lot, of, yeah. a lot of us have done that. and I mean, I've even had friends that, uh, whereas they may not dress up and go to uh, charity events, I've done this too. We've uh, done auctions. We've offered up uh, some of our own props that we have made up for auctions to go towards certain charities. Uh, I've done a couple in the past where I've done uh, uh, some... Uh, or I've done raffles for uh, Kids Need to Read program uh, here in the Valley. I've also done uh, uh, Toys for Tots. There was a project that got involved in last year. It was called the Artmore Project, and everybody was given Boba Fett-style chest plates, and you do them up any way you want to, either <laughs> painting, mod them out. So uh, I entered, entered that, and, and it was an auction that they had, and everybody's uh, stuff came in, and they raised it over... What was it? $10,000 for uh, Toys for Tots. Wow. And every, wow, that's every a lot of cent, money. Good. Yeah, every cent that got raised went straight to buying toys for all the kids. And so that awesome. was a really fun project to be involved in. And that's what I like doing too because I'm able to take what I what I do. And is, you know, if I can't get out there and to a charity event, I still like to do these a couple of times a year where – one of my props either get raffled or auctioned off, and all the proceeds go towards uh, whichever program I'm uh, associated with at that time. <laughs> I see that you're working with an animal. You're doing some animal armor. Uh, that's a new thing. That's uh, a new thing that uh, Annabelle and I have been... Uh, we were bouncing this idea around, and somebody contacted her, and wanted uh, samurai armor for his dog. So I started doing up some drawings, and Annabelle helped me uh, design out, well, she pretty much designed out the whole, I had that theme for the armor, but she helped get, uh, me get a lot of the uh, details lined in there. So we got everything lined up, and I'm making uh, samurai dog armor, <laughs> which, was, which is pretty fun. We had the... Uh, uh, our friends little Poochie down and we did the test fit of all the patterns I did and, and everything fit really well so I was really excited and now I've got to start cutting everything out of plastic and leather so I can get uh, their dogs uh, suited up here for uh, there's an event in May for some dog show or competition I forget what it is I should write <laughs> these things down but uh, that's where my deadline is for that and I should be able to knock that out pretty soon that sounds like but yeah, a lot I'm really of fun. excited to do that because I have, I've I've seen all the animals with all, uh, you know, with all the different costumes you can buy all the stores. I'm seeing a few people build costumes for their dogs and you know for their cats or whatever. And right. It's like you know, right. let's let's try this. Let's see what happens. See if we can uh, get a new market here. And so, it's pretty interesting because nothing dogs really don't stand still long enough for you to measure them so it's become <laughs> an adventure yeah it's like what are you doing back there <laughs> yeah i know the pooch we have which i was using as a model for some of the armor was giving me this look going exactly what are you doing and why are you doing it <laughs> wait you know what when you get when you get that done uh, if you can do a little article on how it could, you know how you put it together and how you came up with that uh, and the finished picture 
That would be awesome. I'll put it in the paper. In the lot. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, definitely will. With uh, Usually with all my builds, unless otherwise uh, requested, I usually post up everything on my fan page, which is uh, Alan Amos Creations. And I'll post up all my builds there because I know that a lot of what I put out there can hopefully mm-hmm. help somebody make something. Because I, yeah. lo- I love showing people how to build stuff, and I love helping everybody achieve their goals because I've seen several other people do it as well. They'll post up their builds and it's taught me a lot so I just kind of want to help out and return the uh, favor to everybody. Yeah, I see some of them and that's why actually where I've got your, uh, you know, where you're dealing with your animal uh, mannequin. You know? <laughs> Live mannequin. Yeah. Yeah. That's our... That's our little Daxter. He was He's about the same size as the dog we're building the armor for. So it, it's been really helpful. But, yeah, he's not enthused whatsoever. No, it doesn't look very happy about this. <laughs> and then it looks like you're doing uh, some other armor here, that, or you're just letting people know how to put it together. Uh, which armor are you referring to? Uh, first test of the armor, got a few to adjust and looks good so far. Oh, that one's the uh, Game of Thrones armor. Oh, That's okay. the uh, Jorah armor that I'm building right now. Cool. Uh, let me see if I can remember what the, his name is. It's, you know, I haven't watched Game of Thrones, and I probably will sometime down the road when I got a minute. Uh, but it's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's straight from the video, uh, straight from the, uh, TV show, and I'm going to make it about as accurate as I possibly can. And yeah, this this is one I'm excited about because I haven't had a chance to, you know, make costume armor like that yet. I've made sci-fi and Star Wars and you know post-apocalyptic, but I haven't. And I love, you know, trying to make something, you know, as accurate as possible, especially from my current TV show because it's everybody sees it you know, on a weekly basis. So it's uh, uh, interesting to try to get all the picture, all the reference material I have and uh, uh, that way when wow. someone, when uh, he goes walking into Phoenix uh, Comic Con wearing it, and I think they're going to have a group, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, the character's name is Jorah Mormont. And it's his uh, season two armor because apparently he changes armor in season three, which is <laughs> pretty interesting. So I, I yeah, think so they have a group. You have to be, it's like you have to make sure it's the right season that we're referring to. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that until I had posted up and uh, I've been corrected going, it's his season two armor going, oh, and I looked up season three and he's got a totally different set of armor. So that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Jorah Mormont, and I should hopefully be done with that uh, within the next few weeks. I just got to uh, finish doing some forming, and uh, I got to build uh, some vacuum form bucks so I can do the shoulders on. Since mm-hmm. I really can't do those on my normal scratch built method, but that's why I like doing some of the, the costumes I do because a lot of them have different challenges in them and I love being challenged and it's I'll sit there stare at something try, for about an hour trying to figure out exactly how I'm going to build it yeah that's that's a mark of a creative mind you can you know and then you look at, at your uh, your supplies and things that you know the, the materials you had to work with 
and well, I used to have this, how to do it. I used, I used to have this old mantra that was, uh, I can, you can make anything from everything and everything from anything. And I've been able to prove that, and I've seen other people prove that as well. And I've, I've seen people blow my mind with some of the stuff they made from just, you know, normal dollar store items, which is, it's that's the fun part is when you get a, somebody to come up and said, hey, check this out. Check out how I build it, and you're just staring at them with this blank look. I, I looked on your face because you never could conceive that they came up with this ingenious idea on how to build what they did. So it's <laughs> that's that's usually the, the funner part. That's usually where a lot of us will get together, and uh, you know we're in costume where we sit each other and stare at each other, going, "Hey, how did you build that?" And going, "Oh, you'll never believe it. I did this, this, and this." And you know, we'll be sitting there staring at these one <laughs> items, and everybody will be looking at us, going, "What are you guys doing?" They're going, "Have you seen this?" <laughs> I've run across cons trying to locate somebody because somebody told me, "Hey, so and so is here in such and such armor or something." So that was actually you run across a con just so you can see that armor. <laughs> so uh, I, I've wow. done that to people. People have done it to me, and. It's, you know, I went over to San Diego Comic-Con looking for certain costumes that I knew were going to be there. And so when I find out that they're there, I'm going, okay, I need to go over here because they've got to be over here. I want to see this thing. Well, that's that's the whole point is the finished product. Yeah. Well, with a lot of us, it's not only the finished products, but it's also the stuff that's like in between that's being worked on because it's... The creation process. A lot of us have... Yeah, it's the creative process. You go, oh, that's cool. I can see exactly how it is. I mean, a lot of times I get more giddy over seeing a piece that's just primed, that's just got primer-colored paint on it, that somebody just finished before they painted up, and I can see every all the details and everything before they covered up paint, and that's pretty fun to just to look at. <laughs> so, what's next for you? What did, you know? Uh, I know you got something coming up, but what? What item would you like to actually make that you haven't you haven't done yet? Uh <laughs> the item actually I want to make that I might be commissioned to make it is uh Sith acolyte armor from the Star Wars expanded universe. And I've been mm. wanting to make that for actually a long time but just haven't had the time and now someone's going to pay me to make it for them. So uh, I'm basically getting paid to do something <laughs> that I've been wanting to do for a while. <laughs> And aside from that, uh, it's just going to be uh, hopefully more uh, commissions or some new exciting stuff. Like I said, I've got some superhero stuff coming up. Can't really announce it because I don't want to. Uh, it's not definite until they officially commission me to make everything for them. Right. Right. But as far as like uh, cons coming up, I've got Emerald City Comic Con at the end of this month. Uh, I'm also doing, uh, I'll be at the uh, Maker Fair that's over in uh, Mesa on the 22nd, I believe. I'll also be at Library Con, which is a smaller con, mostly for uh, kids, and that's happening in April. I don't have the exact date, unfortunately. And I will be, I believe, yeah, we're doing uh, Albuquerque Comic Expo, but we're going there as pretty much just fans this year and helping out with some of the stuff. And then, uh, obviously, San Diego Comic Con. Uh, I was going to try to make it over to PAX East if I can uh, afford the flight over there since those are usually pretty expensive. Uh, 
And aside from that, I'll be helping uh, Annabelle with the uh, new Men versus Cosplay calendar. We're doing the uh, Heroes and Villains oh, yeah. calendar set yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the, the calendar. Yeah, that was uh, pretty exciting to do yeah. and pretty eye-opening yeah. on everything that was involved in it. Annabelle did just a, such an amazing job on it and everybody that lent their uh, talents and the photographers and all the cosplayers. You know, it was just amazing. Now we're Because of that success, we're able to do another one because everybody's just been going, what are you guys going to do next? So Annabelle came up with this great idea to do a uh, Heroes and Villains one. So... Once we get uh, all the details finalized out, it's basically going to have like a a hero and their uh, the villain from that same series, you know, mm-hmm. either fighting or doing whatever they're going to be doing. So that's going to be interesting to do. Yeah, that sounds cool. Because not only is it you get to find one character, uh, yeah. they have to have a nemesis. So that'll be pretty <laughs> interesting to see what uh, all the fans will have. And we've already been getting uh, some submissions, uh, so we've still got uh, some stuff to go through as far as uh, what everybody's come up with uh, that they would like to share with uh, the calendar and get uh, released. Definitely, definitely. I said, well, it's about time we had some men on the calendar. <laughs> well, it's, the, the funny thing is that I mean, I, I know a lot of the uh, the female cosplayers that do this as a living. They go to cons to cons, and they sell prints, and they uh, uh, they do, you know, some of them make their own, uh, some of them make props and sell them as well, and costume outfits. Uh, they work hard. And oh, yeah. what most people don't know is that most of the guys don't. We don't know we uh, can, to tell you the straight truth. I mean, we're, there's a lot great cosplayers out there and a lot of the guys not all of them just mostly myself included didn't know we could do this we didn't know how to market ourselves we didn't know how that you know we could uh, become guests at cons that we could uh, you know uh go out and do different things i've had buddies of mine uh was it trey moore and uh ben dickinson they had dressed up in their army of two cosplays a few years ago, and they got invited out by the video game company to uh, work the booth. And that's oh. stuff that a lot of guys don't actually know that they can do. It's a lot of them are we're horrible at self-promoting ourselves. <laughs> we're really horrible at it. <laughs> and those taught me so much on how to exactly uh, go about promoting myself and get my name out there and everything. That it's like it's. A lot of the ladies I know, they work hard. They really do, more than anybody probably will ever know on how hard they work to get their name out there. And oh, I know they do. Themselves and work the cons. It, and it's, it's such an eye-opener. But, yeah, yeah. That's, that's basically, I mean, a lot of people say, well, the men just don't get, you know, you know a lot of exposure. It's like, well, just because well, we don't geez. actually work at it a lot. This is this is one reason why uh, you know I did uh, I, I interviewed you know, Mike Mike Michael uh, Bradley and I interviewed a couple of ladies for the paper, but then I thought you know it, you know we got it. I agree with you. Not so many of them out there that are professional level. Um, but you know I said, well wait a minute. First of all, I'm a woman. You know, so <laughs> I want to see men once in a while. You know? <laughs> 
that yeah. was kind of the. Uh, I, I don't mind of, uh, looking at women, but honestly, I just don't swing that way. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like to look at the men. Hey, you know, I am a single woman and I like to look at men. Sue me. So, and, yeah. I said, okay, it's time to put men on there. So I did an interview. You know, uh, I said, okay, well, you know, uh, Michael Bradley's not interested in men. <laughs> he doesn't swing that way. So I said, fine, I'll do the interview with the men. I have no problem with that, you know. There you and go. There you go. So if you want to interview the women, you go for it, dude. But, <laughs> but I'll interview the men. And you've got to have, you know, it's like two and one, you know. It's, Mm-hmm. If you interview interview with two women and, and I'll interview a man kind of once in a while, you know? There I gotta throw go. some eye candy there. Come on. That's the best thing <laughs> is uh you know, get all all parties involved into it because we're all we're all doing the right. same thing. So Right. But to, you know, I enjoy what they do because, you know, they're creating characters just like the, the ladies are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm an eco opportunity cosplay promoter here. So I'm going on record. <laughs> well, I'm probably in trouble for that now. Cosplay's <laughs> for everybody. It's, yeah. it's regardless size, shape, gender, and obviously now species, because now we're getting our pets in the cosplay. Yeah. So, so you guys want to? Yeah. You guys want to throw me some some weird alien types? I will. I will definitely talk to you. <laughs> so uh, you know how to get a hold of me. <laughs> oh yeah, it's 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 definitely uh it's definitely an everybody thing, and I've met some great people doing this whole cosplay thing, going to different cons, and yeah. it's just been one huge uh, geek fest, for lack of a better term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll become a geek who would known that would become cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow! Exactly. <laughs> So we've got, we know what you're going to do. Uh, is there anything special that you're going to be doing for Phoenix Comic Con that we want to keep an eye on? Uh, Phoenix Comic Con, uh, I'll be working, I'll be obviously, uh, you know, promoting myself as I'm there in costume. Uh, I'll be working mostly with uh, Annabelle at the Men vs. Cosplay uh, booth. And we do have uh, some exciting guests coming down for that, specifically oh. for, uh, not only because we've, met some great people that were uh, helping get down here, but we're also, uh, we've got Captain Santiago, which uh, is our cover model for Men vs. Cosplay Calendar, and he's coming down. We're bringing him down oh. to wow. uh, come to the con and not only promote, uh, you know, the Men vs. Cosplay Calendar, but also uh, uh, just promote cosplay all, all together, and he's He's an interesting guy. He seems like a lot of fun. I haven't met him or really talked to him a lot, but I'll be meeting him when he comes down for uh, in June. We're also helping uh, another gentleman, well, I gotta get, uh, Annabelle. I gotta, I gotta get. I gotta get a piece of that one. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's a looker. He's a good-looking guy. Him. Hey. He's, yeah, hey. just just come around to our booth, and he'll definitely be I will. there. I will. I thought I. I got, uh, Another gentleman, his name is uh, Stephen Smith, mm. and he's another prop maker uh, and costume builder. And he's coming down to Phoenix Comic Con. We're helping uh, bring him in, 
and he's going to be uh, he's a prop maker that I've been watching for a while since he started on his stuff about a year or two ago, and he's this guy's insane on how quickly he builds. I want to get as fast as him, and he's building his uh, Dead Space armor from the video game that he's bringing down. He's specifically finishing this armor for Phoenix Comic Con, so he'll be showing it at uh, Phoenix Comic Con, which is going to be really exciting. Uh huh. So yeah, Phoenix Comic Con is going to be pretty intense with because uh, at the booth not only we're going to have these two gentlemen coming in, we're uh, we've got all the local uh, guys around the calendar too. So mm-hmm. we're going to have a good probably half the calendar at the booth this year, which uh-huh. is going to be pretty fun. And walking around and. Annabelle and I will be up in Emerald City, and we'll be meeting uh, with uh, Bill Duran and uh, uh, up at, over there, and basically walking around as like a street team. And we're going to be meeting oh, a couple of the guys over there. Uh, there's another uh, cosplayer's name. He goes by the online name of Danquish because he's a huge fan of the video game Vanquish, and his name actually happens to be uh, Dan. So he just wow. came up with the moniker Danquish, and he'll be up there in Seattle too. So we'll be walking around with uh, them up there as well, along with a few other guys and uh, cosplayers up there, uh, basically doing kind of a street team thing, which we'll also be doing at Phoenix Comic Con as we have time to walk around. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'll be over there. I'll be, uh, well, I won't ogle too much. I'll actually, actually <laughs> set, set, set up my radio show and actually have a, have a pretense to actually get a chance to actually look at them because I'll just say that I'm interviewing them. So, <laughs> so definitely. Uh, so we're almost out of, we're please. almost out of time. So I know I've got Etsy.shop or slash shop slash Allen, A-L-L-E-N-A-M-A-I-S creations. Mm-hmm. And of course he's also on Facebook. So definitely Facebook, find out. Twitter. Uh, All those guys, right? Instagram. <laughs> well, Instagram will work very good for you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Instagram is actually pretty fun because also I'm on Tumblr as well. Yeah, just look me up under everything as Alan Amos Creations, and you'll definitely find me on all of those. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on with us. And well, uh, thank we you, you very much for having me on. It was, it was definitely fun. I enjoy these. No problem. And, of course, this is a gift that keeps on giving because uh, even though the show will be over in about an hour, it goes into archive mode, and then I can give you the, the uh, code for it, and you can put it up wherever you want to, and uh, it, right. it's, it's there forever. So uh, it goes up to the cloud and stays there. Fantastic. So be, yeah. So that's, that's cool about it. So thanks so much, and, I, and tell Annabelle hello. Oh, I will definitely will. And you have a good night. Uh, you too. And thank you for having me on. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Alan, and we only have about 40 seconds here. Uh, this is KWOD Radio, and this is Patty Holstrand. And, again, you can see us out at the Wild Wild West Steampunk Convention this weekend. Um, I'll be there on Saturday. You see me, uh, say Hi. And uh, if you're in great costume, I might actually interview you. So uh, let me know. 
energy you guys there.